Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Ali McBeal Rewatch podcast. We watch every episode of Ali McBeal through 2020 eyeballs. And my name is Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And hooray! And hooray! We're here today. Uh, yeah, ready to... We are here today. Continue. Yes, continue through season three. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for a better episode than last uh, last episode. Well, just a less frustrating one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see if that hope Pans is out going us. to be dash. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what yeah. Mr. David E. Kelly has in store for us today. Yeah, so today we are looking at season three, episode four, uh, and this is called Heat Wave. Um, <laughs> have you any idea why it's called Heat Wave? No. I, like, I'm trying to think. Maybe we'll come across that. Like, it doesn't seem to link to anything that I can think of. No, but they do... Off the top of my head. titles of these episodes are bizarre. Hit and miss. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes it'll be like, okay, they clearly understand. Like, like car wash. green. Car wash. Yeah, yeah. A car wash was very... Yeah. A key location in that episode. But, like, uh, yeah, sometimes they're a bit weird. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, so, Heatwave first aired 15th of November 1999. <laughs> We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. Uh, UK number one is Jerry Halliwell. With, uh, look at me. No, oh, was that the year before? Okay, um, bag it up. No. Michiko Latino. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was her summer one. Um, um, Come on. Come on. It's Raining Men? No. Oh. I think that's after. Scream if you want to go faster? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Jerry Halliwell, look at me. Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> Jerry Halliwell, look at me. What else did she do? And she did bag it up. And she did. I don't know. Lift me up. Hey. Right, she had really long hair in that video. I don't remember that video. Okay. Okay, yes, that's that UK number one. Um, That's like her least good song, single, that I remember. It's not my thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, US number one is Still Smooth with Santana um, featuring Rob Thomas. Yes. Um, 16th of November, Will Smith releases his second solo studio album, Will Millennium. To, oh, I was going to say it was Will 2K. No, it's so Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, I still listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's here and I like it. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, the Millennium. <laughs> it was a party night, everybody worked your band, the house was... <laughs> Hate to be the man, gotta clean this mess. <laughs> Such a good song. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, I play it every New Year's Eve. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great New Year's Eve song. New Millennium. No, excuse me. Millennium. <laughs> yeah. Great banger. Okay, and 19th of November. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow is released. Oh, I went to see that at the cinema. I didn't see that at the cinema. Mm. I've seen it since. And uh, The World Is Not Enough is released as well. The world is not enough. I hate James Bond. I do but not I did like, like that, that song. I, don't, I think it's a really weak... Garbage. Yeah. I think no, it's... the band. <laughs> <Not> the band. <laughs> no, I think it's 
a really weak like song. I think this. it's not mine. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, it's, I prefer the film. I don't like any James Bond. Uh, Bond is right. Uh, depending on Great, what, 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 what era <laughs> you look at. I mean, I I do. I have to say, I do like the Daniel Craig ones for the most part. Yeah, Rush tries to keep. Tries, <laughs> Rush tries to but Rush keeps trying to get me to it, and I'm like, nah. I like Casino Royale. I like Sky. Skyfall is easily my favorite. Cool. I really like Skyfall because it's like Judy Dench's film, basically, mm-hmm. which I really love. Um, I can't contribute. <laughs> but those are the best ones, I think. I don't think anything's topped okay. Casino Royale and Skyfall. Um, well, for me. Good for everyone. Yes. Apart from me. Apart from you. <laughs> okay, but that's all I have. Okay. So that is what is happening. Well, we've situated ourselves in the mists of time. And uh, what else was going on that week was uh, this episode aired for everyone to enjoy. It's called Heat Wave and it airs in November. Like, it makes no sense. I can't <laughs> help you with this. I don't know. <laughs> Let's be on the lookout for why that might be. Yeah, can we try and keep an eye on what the theme might <laughs> connect to? Yeah. Like. So, um, we open and Ling has gone to go and see Richard, who is scooping foam from his coffee cup. And... Is this still to do with the gay thing? I don't know. Do you know. remember, yeah. like, the episode he... he was drinking a cappuccino. She starts and he talking can about look at the phone. he can't look at the phone. Yeah, and I'm possibly. like, is this still linked to that? Because you could just order a coffee without phone. You know, <laughs> I don't think any other coffees apart from cappuccinos existed in the nineties. There was Do espresso and cappuccino, or there was just coffee. Really? Oh, this is my guess. Just get a coffee then. Well, quite. But anyway, anyway. Um, he's scooping phone from his coffee cup and he's come up with a new pet name for her, Spinach Noodle. <laughs> I'm glad that he can do both of those things at the same okay. time, multitasking. And Ling has really great hair here, by the way. She's got, like, pigtails that are not quite pulled all the way through. So they're sort oh, of yeah. banging yeah, yeah, out yeah. over the top. It's quite interesting. Um, very 90s. But anyway, Ling says, can we talk? Which immediately sets off an alarm that Richard has had installed for this purpose. Um, And he tries to style it out as it just being the smoke detector malfunctioning, but she proves that it's not by saying, can we talk again through a loud hailer? And she also mentions that apparently his home is also wired with this ridiculous alarm system. And he's still trying to deny that this is the case, but then Ling proves it again by whispering marriage and an air raid siren goes off. So Ling has to cover her ears because it's so loud. And it's like the lengths that he is going to. He literally like runs from the room. Yeah, he literally runs <laughs> off like, better safe than sorry, leaving Ling to like be deafened in his yes, office. Yeah. And then we're in titles. Yes. After titles, Richard has cornered Billy coming off of the elevator and asks when the next meeting is. Um, to which Billy is like, no, nah, you're, you're not coming. <laughs> and Annie runs up to Richard. And before she can get anything out, Richard says that Risa, who we met back in episode one, yeah. is coming to see her to either make amends or get even. I can't remember which. <laughs> um, but then Ling comes up like, we need to talk. And Richard's like, oh, okay, well, let's cancel it in this afternoon. I'm really busy. And we get a growl noise from Ling. Mm. And then Risa is there as Ali imagines her coming towards her in her bridal gown with yeah. the <laughs> as a soundtrack. 
Um, and Misa has served her uh, notice, a summons, a summons for uh, intentional inflection. Inflection? Inflection, no. For intentional infliction of emotional distress. And Ali is like, um, hello? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she, like, she didn't even say hello to me. And Richard is like, bugger, yeah. <laughs> in the background. <sighs> um, yeah, so Risa still not well, happy. are you surprised? <laughs> no. Well, because I kept saying in that episode, the amount of money that has gone down the drain. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. of Ali, basically. Exactly. Could not let it go, yeah. But, yeah, I would be suing her just for that, if yeah, anything else. Absolutely. But anyway... Ali is telling Billy all about it, like, uh, but how could she do this as they walk into the unisex? And Billy's sort of like, well, you did ruin her wedding. Yeah. And then Ling comes out of a stall to confirm um, that uh, she was a witness that she saw it happen and it was vicious. And Ali is like, but they asked if anyone knew a reason why they shouldn't be married. And Nell is like, Nell is also there because apparently it's like rush hour. Yeah, the unisex. unisex yeah. um, and she says, well, it depends what you intended by sharing your reason. Was it to help her or was it because you'd had the best sex of your life? At which Ali has a gift moment of her going red and steam coming from her neck uh, neckline. And also she makes a noise like a steam train. Um, <laughs> and she's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nell says, well, um, that's what John says. And um, John is also there. Yeah. And Ali stops everyone and is like, look. But then Richard and Ling reveal that she's, um, Rita has deposed them both as witnesses. And John says that Ali needs to get her, to her testimony on record first. And everyone's nodding because also it's, uh, revealed that Billy and Georgia are also in there. So, like, everyone is discussing all everyone. of this in the unisex. <laughs> then a flush happens and everybody looks round because they're like, who, who else is, is there? there? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you have other staff, like, extras, <laughs> unless this is a bathroom that's reserved solely for you the lawyers. <laughs> but I don't think so. Like, we see other people in their office. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was an odd gag. Um, but a woman comes out um, who has got, like, toilet paper stuck on her shoe. And everyone is just staring at her. And she's like, oh, I have to get used to this whole unisex concept. Unisex concepts. And she's, like, sort of quite sweet, quite ditzy. Yeah. Like, little old me. Just very sort of bubbly. Um, yeah. And it turns out that Billy has hired this woman as his assistant. And her name is Sandy. And Sandy is played by an actress called Gina Phillips, who went on to star in a movie called Jeepers Creepers, which I have watched so many times because I used to have it on DVD. And I literally didn't put the two together, but it was Sandy from Annie McBeal. I've never watched Jeepers Creepers. Um, I just didn't realise it. So it was like, as she came out of the toilet stall, I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Hold up. How weird. I recognise her. Yeah. So as Billy is introducing her, there's like a close kind of pull focus in on George's face. Because George looks like, fucked up. There's like this <laughs> ominous music playing. Um, and then it goes all the way in. The, 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 the zoom goes zooming all the way into George's eyeball as Sandy is like reflected in it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess Georgia is going to be painted as a jealous wife now. Yeah. Great. Like, yeah, I'm really yeah. pleased we're doing this. After yeah. you managed to avoid it in season one, but yeah. right. Um, so the next scene, Georgia is mad at Billy um, for Billy hiring a 19-year-old secretary. And Billy says, well, she was the best candidate for the job. And Georgia says she doesn't want her working for him. And he's like, tough shit. This is work, not home. You don't get to have a say. 
And she's like, well, home is going to be hell. And he's like, well, I'll spend more time at the office. And then he sits down and puts his feet up on his desk. And he's like, are you going to hit me again? And... If this is not the dictionary definition of an unhealthy marriage, I don't know what it is. But it's just that thing of, like, what are you even fighting for, Georgia? Like, yeah. why are you fighting to keep him keep from it. his cliches? Like, no. I'm just like, just let him have it. Leave. And get out. Get no out. one would blame you at this get point. <laughs> right now. Leave. <laughs> no, it's so not worth the effort. Yeah. So then Billy is back at the Sad Penis Club, questioning the whole purpose of the group. And um, Myron valiantly tries to defend the concept of learning how to respect women. Uh, but Billy is like, well, the only people who think we're failing at this is our wives. And what do they know? Are they even trying to go to a meeting to get better in bed for us? They're not making any effort to improve sex. We're here because we're not having our needs met. I've done a straw poll and it turns out that the women who treated us the best are the ones who we treated the worst. And everyone's like, yeah, our wives are bitches. And Billy just screams, they don't like being dominated, so why the hell should we? And then there's a do-do-do-do-do-do score as, as Billy like runs around jizzing on everyone. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> high everyone. <laughs> we might as well be. I mean, from this, what you could... It, it sounds to me like he thinks, like, the way he's treated Georgia and Ali is him at his best. <laughs> like, which I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Like, this is your best and you feel like, I- I'm... Billy, get out. I mean, the one saving grace of this show is they do seem to be trying to get you to see that this men's group is a ridiculous group. Like, they're not portraying it as, like, these guys, they might have a point. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're portrayed as, like, ridiculous. Yes, yes. I think, yeah. With all the chance that, of penis and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still... Billy's a... a, a like, what? Oh, yeah, His like, character. what are you talking about? You're... Uh, anyway. Yeah. So at Renee and Whipper's office, it looks like Ali's hired them to represent her in Risa's lawsuit and the first uh, deposition is being held. And Risa is saying how humiliating it all was. Um, but then she also says that um, she, um, Ali had told her while she was in her wedding dress how good Joel was at sex. <laughs> and Risa isn't sure if she's ever going to get over the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and Ali keeps trying to interrupt her and Renee, Renee keeps having to try, like, Ali, shut, shut up. up. But yeah. I'm like, Ali, read the room. Like, it's not the time. <laughs> you don't look Ali good. Ali doesn't know how to read rooms. <laughs> Risa says that she thought that Ali had her best interests at heart at first. But then she says, like, she kind of points out, well, it's one thing to stop the ceremony. It's quite another to announce that she shagged the groom into a microphone, <laughs> yeah. which, to be fair, is not necessarily her fault that the microphone... No, that was the priest. Um, but then yet another to, once they've agreed to continue, do it again. Yeah. Like, and then Whipper starts boo-hooing about like, her nose. <laughs> and then Rita says she thinks she could have forgiven him after having uh, a fling because she also had one. Um, but after what Ali said, like, how could she have gone through with it? And then Whipper blows her nose, like, super loudly. And Renee and Ali are like, Whipper! Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh. Um, back at Cajun Fish, Sandy sits at her desk. And John 
and Richard are spying on her with <sighs> binoculars from the mezzanine. So they're above looking down. Yeah, yeah. and they're speculating on her age and whether she's young enough to, to spank. spank. And then Richard's like, oh, we need to get her to sign the waiver on sexual harassment. And even though John is like, I don't think that's even enforceable, I'm just like, sorry, this is my objection. Because this is just I was going to throw in a cat here, Sig. Because I was just like talking about getting a woman to sign a waiver about sexual harassment while sexually harassing her. But I, I'm just like, objection, you are employers. Yeah. You just you are not. Me. I'm so angry, I'm spitting on Eleanor. That is what's happening. Your employers, you run a law firm and you are responsible for your employees' welfare. You do not get to go around planning the ways in which you're going to become a sexual predator to her. Yeah. Like, that's not... And not be held accountable for it. That's not yeah. good. That's not cool. That's not fine that's not like a laugh like no it's fucking gross it's disgusting anyway Ling kind of springs them crouching on the floor and it's like I need to speak to you Richard I have a problem and Richard is like oh fine just do it here quickly and she's like okay I've been faking my orgasms and Richard does another amazing spit take of his coffee all over John's face and I actually really enjoy spit takes uh, as a like a comedic moment. So I'm really glad this is becoming a thing. The thing Richard does, yeah. Um, so Richard kind of moves Ling off to be like, "How come?" Like, what? And Ling is like, "Oh, don't take it personally. I just say do it so that you can like roll off and I can go to sleep." And Richard is like, "Oh, so so you're not sexually satisfied." And Ling's like, "Oh, I'm very satisfied. You're just not always there at the time." Which I was like. <laughs> at the concept uh, of female masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Like, the 90s were truly wild. I mean, yeah, completely. It's like, so, what, you mean? You, you, and she's like, yeah, sometimes. He's like, oh, my God. He can't, they can't even say it out loud. No, like, completely. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But then Ling asked Richard to stop taking Viagra because she thinks it's desensitised him. And that he doesn't such need that it. actually... He, she, he can't really tell that she doesn't really want or enjoy all of these all-night sex sessions. Yeah. Like, she's like, go off of it. She's like, we live in New England. Be a minute man again. It's colonial. I sort myself out. And then she just kisses him on the forehead. Leaves. As he's, he's kind of sat down and, and leaves. And, and it, it, she's kind of left him looking like this really small, sad boy. It's like, <laughs> had his world broken apart. Um, oh, Richard. The fragile male ego. <sighs> yeah. So, Ali is debriefing yeah. with uh, Whipper and Renee, and her, like, argument just seems to be like, guys, I was telling the truth, so how can they punish me for that? <laughs> She's such a fucking child. <laughs> God. And Whipper is sort of a bit like, um, have some fucking empathy. You stopped the one eye like, twice. Yes. <laughs> and she also makes the point that like, it doesn't matter whether you're telling the truth or not. It's like how it looks. And it looks like you did that intentionally to like be horrible. Because she absolutely did. And Renee is not hopeful of Ali's chances in front of the jury. <laughs> but Ali is adamant that she doesn't want to give Risa any money. And Whipper's like, well, you're not really got a choice like you know yeah. you're not gonna do well if you go in front of a jury so you're gonna have to settle 
until Renee suggests that they could try and show that if Risa had gone ahead and married Joel, that that would have brought her even Worse. more emotional yeah. pain. But they can only do that if Joel agrees to be a witness for them. And Ali doesn't really buy that he would agree to do that. And no. Renee's like, well, we might as well ask, because like, what else have we got to lose? Yeah. So Richard is ignoring Ling in the complex <laughs> because she's <laughs> dropped this bombshell on him. Well, he does. She look- doesn't need her. She, uh, she doesn't need him in order to get off. Like. Yes. Well, I, he looks pretty shell-shocked, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Um, she keeps trying to call after him and he's ignoring her and so she ends up tripping him up <laughs> to get his attention <laughs> and it's right in front of Elaine's desk and then he's like, I'm late for a meeting. <laughs> so he's obviously still sore about the whole thing. Yes. Um, then Sandy is getting Billy to sign some shit, hopefully something that says, I'm a fucking butthurt douchebag, no takes these back seats. <laughs> Which I believe is legally binding wording. <laughs> and then Georgia comes in and asks Sandy if she can have a minute with him. Um, and well, Sandy because leaves. as he's signing like these things, he is just staring he is at her boots, outright staring at her cleavage. And Georgia comes in and sees this, and then is like, uh, "Can I speak to my husband?" For she a says, "Can I speak to Mister Thomas?" <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, and Sandy leaves, and then Georgia closes the door. And she says, um, you know, did you have a good meeting with your men? Um, (laughs) And she says, if you could... And he he goes, it was okay if you can call them men. Oh, my God. He's going proper incel. Proper incel. And Georgia is like, look, you're obviously going through something. Can we just, like, work on it? And Billy says... I'm just really angry at myself for allowing myself to become the modern, evolved, secure man. And I've been denying that I am old-fashioned. So... I want children and I think the mum should be at home and I want my needs to come first and I want my home to be a castle and I'm sick of being a sensitive, nice human being. And Georgia just looks like someone pulled the husband out from under her. Yeah. She's like, what is happening? You are horrified. Like evolving in front of my eyes into something I do not recognise. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. So Annie's gone to the car wash to see Joel. Uh, Joel isn't doing so well. He seems kind of pissed that Ali ruined his life. Um, and Ali's like, look, um, you may have been about to marry her, but uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was her bridesmaid <laughs> and her lawyer. And her lawyer. So I had a duty to speak now or forever hold your penis. Uh, peace, peace. <laughs> it's just the way she's like, look, you think you might know her, but I was her bridesmaid and lawyer. <laughs> like, what? You've only knew her like a what a week at most, at yeah. most. That was crazy. Jesus and Christ. Joel is like, why the fuck are you even here? Yeah. And Annie's like, oh, don't flatter yourself. You weren't that good. And Joel's like, well, that's not what you told her. And I was like, okay, fine. But she said that you weren't, and I know that you are. So I figured you don't get the horn for her. And I thought she deserved to know. And he's like, she said, what? And Ali's like, oh, get over it. And he's like, no, you ruined my life. I will not get over it. Why are you even here? And then Ali asks if he can testify that it was best that, that they Risa never got married. Get married him. And it's like, I don't know why you thought this was the right angle to get that outcome. Because you've really not gone about this the right way. Oh my god. She is so delusional. She's, uh, she's uh, I, unbelievable. Like, it just, it's just, 
I, if anyone was gonna, I don't think Ali should have made that approach. Like, no, she'd be a lawyer yeah. or whipper. Because she gets, Ali gets asked as a lawyer to do that kind of thing all yeah. the time. Like, why didn't like, Renee do it? Why didn't she, yeah, I don't think Ali should have been there no. at all. Um, so then John and Richard are lying on the floor of John's office, almost like top to tail. Um, and they're looking out at the skylight at the night sky and they're talking about Richard's argument with Ling. Mm. Um, and John's like, well, why does it matter? Because you only care about your own organ- or- organism. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why does it matter? You only care about your own orgasm anyway. Um, but Richard's like, you told me that to give is to receive. And if she's not getting, she'll stop giving. <laughs> And John says he's not sure if Nell even comes because she just goes, ooh, ooh, and she only screamed once when she got stung by a bee. Oh and he doesn't God. even think she's in favour of them. Oh, God. Because yeah. she's big on control. She doesn't like to let go. And I'm like, guys, you are so clueless. Like, have you ever seen two more clueless Blind chumps? leading the blind here. It's so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but then uh, Ling is there and she says, I'm sorry I even brought it up. And they both sit up horrified yeah. that she's walked in. Um, and Ling says, Look, we're talking about five seconds here, okay? That's how long the big old lasts. Five seconds, sometimes six. This is so typical of men. What we want is affection, commitment, companionship. Somebody to spend our days and nights with. Somebody to make us happy in life. And instead you focus on five to six seconds of a few major muscle contractions. You're a pathetic species. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Richard. I only wanted to get you off that drug so that we could become a normal couple again and get it over with during commercial breaks. This will teach me to be open. <laughs> and then she walks off <laughs> and John and Richard just lie back down like, I don't know what to do oh. with that information. Yeah, no, I know. I just... <laughs> There's a lot of face palming going there on. There is. I need to take a lot of moments with this one. Like, they're just... Oh, they're hard work. Yep. Uh, so you know who else is hard work? Ali is pacing at Renee and Whipper's office, questioning whether she did the right thing and whether she got Joel all wrong. Is he really a faithful man who just had to have me? Who can blame him? I love the, this look that passes yes. between Renee and Whipper. They're both like, right. Sure. <laughs> and Ali notices and she's like, I saw that. Um, so Joel isn't going to testify. And Ali's also questioning whether it was him that was even so good. Like, maybe it was her that was so incredible and he just kept up. And then Renee, <laughs> Renee and Whipper just look at each other again. Like. Ren- and then Renee's last ditch idea is to try and get Risa and Joel back together to avoid yeah. this lawsuit. Um, even though Ali mentions, like, even if they do that, there's no guarantee that Risa will call it off, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. So... Georgia is at a bar, not the bar, a different no, bar. No, different bar. Um, and she's having a martini, Martini, and who can blame her? Um, Sadly she, having a drink. Yeah, I mean, God knows she needs one. <laughs> yes. um, she notices that the guy next to her asks for the bill, um, but he hasn't drunk his drink yet. And she kind of points out that he hasn't drunk it yet. Yeah. And he's like, actually, I don't drink anymore. Um, and I was like, Georgia, mind your own business. Like, maybe he was about to drink it. Like, some people pay for stuff before they finish drinking it. Um, but the truth is actually more weird than that. Apparently, he likes to come and order one because he used to have a nightcap at the end of every workday, but then he started feeling like he needed he it. Um, so he stopped. Um, but he did miss the relaxed sensation that he got between the first and third drink. So what he does is order one because it helps him to imagine that feeling. And Georgia is like, yeah, that that is weird. Um, And then he points out 
that it's not that different taking off your wedding ring because you're still married and George is a bit like ah you got me like you've noticed that I've taken off my wedding ring yeah he goes it makes you feel it, it makes you no less married it just makes it easier to imagine feeling like you you're are single yeah yeah and yeah I just yeah the fact that she's gone to a bar and taken her wedding ring off mm. I am just like I feel like Georgia is sort of starting to crawl towards the light that is a life without Billy. (laughs) You know? She's starting to imagine another life could be possible, which is encouraging to me. It's progress. (laughs) It's growth. Um, So the next day, Richard has come by to see Whipper, although he pretends that he's come to see Ali. Um, but really, he's come to ask Whipper. Yeah, he's he's come to ask Whipper if she ever came whilst having sex with him. <laughs> um, although we we don't get to escape Whipper calling Ling Thing instead, which I did not enjoy. enjoy yeah, um, especially when Richard then says Thing instead of Ling to explain yeah. to Whipper that Thing has been faking them. Um, and Whipper guesses that he's really crushed about that, and she kind of reassures him that all he needed to do was diddle her wattle in order to get into orbit. And I was like, do we need that visual? Like, <laughs> do we also need the word diddle? I don't think so. I just, uh, uh, this is, I kind of feel like Whipper is not making good choices. <laughs> Nope. Like, there is a way to handle this conversation with your ex-boyfriend, and I don't think she handles it brilliantly. No. You know? Well, I think she um, has forgotten because Rose Rose tinted glasses... Um, the reasons why her and Richard were not worth working. Um, And I don't think any of those reasons will be magically solved with the uh, kind of addition of time. Like, that's not going to help. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, Ali's gone back to the car wash again to try and get Joel to meet up with Risa later. And Joel agrees when he hears that Risa is also willing to do this. And then Ali is about to walk off when she stops herself because she can't resist asking that if Joel did love Risa so much, how come he couldn't resist Ali? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't intend to. I just, I saw you looking and I instantly, and then they're kind of staring intently at each other. And then we get a snippet of Lady Marmalade. It just kind of goes... Yeah, and it just kind of fades out. And then he's like, do you normally do this? And she's, Ali's like, no. And then Joel says, as for not touching Risa the way I touched you, and he brushes Ali's hair behind her ear. I'm like, come on now, Joel. I'm like, guys. (laughs) And he says, but that's true. It's the first time I didn't feel inhibited while making love. And Ali's like, it was sex, not making love. And Joel's like, well, anyway, it's never happened before and it's never going to happen again. But they're clearly both, like, really wistful about how good the sex was. Yes, yeah. And then Ali's all like, okay, well, anyway, see you tonight. (laughs) Um, And then Ali starts hearing this guitar twang of a song called New Man in Town by Mighty Sam McLean. Yeah. um, Which she then tries to shake out of her head. um, And then she walks off because they're obviously too damn thirsty for each other. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then we need to talk about Billy who comes out of... (laughs) Ye olde brush and comb hairstyling with a bleached hairdo. 
like it it's weird because it's a sort of a yellowy blonde it's not a platinum blonde no because his hair's clearly too dark to, to get something to platinum off. straight yeah. away um but it almost sort of fades in with his skin tone. It's a very similar colour to his skin tone. So it just almost makes him look like an actual penis. <laughs> <laughs> and he struts down the street to... Thinking he's all that. <laughs> ...to new man in town yeah. as women are, like, staring at him. And then a secretary at Cajun Fish she looks gasped. horrified <laughs> as he steps out like, of the elevator. <laughs> And then he walks into the path of Georgia, who, when she notices, screams in, like, a Hitchcock zoom at the horrific vision before her. It's really funny. <laughs> and she says he looks like Billy Idol, and he's like, well, I'm just plain Billy. And new man in town starts again as he walks into his office, pleased as punch. Oh, my God. And I am not here for this. It looks awful. But I love that Georgia walks in afterwards and is like, clearly you're losing your mind. Well, exactly. So Georgia hurries after him and is like, are you insane? And Billy is like, I am not apologising for who I am anymore. And Georgia is like, and you are... And Billy's answer is, a guy's guy. I was acting like a woman's guy. A wussified piece of wet toast woman's guy. Well, me. And he like punches his palm. There's a new man in town, Georgia. And he walks out to new man in town and slams the door. Yeah. And I'm like, God help Georgia. Oh, give me guys. I hate the new man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like new Billy, old Billy. They were both Bellends, Georgia. Like, just one, one looks just... more like one, <laughs> and one he's owning it more. Like he's owning that he's a Bellend. Like, yeah. And it's just, are you like willing to stay with that or not? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. the answer is, don't do it. That's <laughs> don't my advice. Do it. Ling is chatting with Nell, having a piss in the unisex. <laughs> about why she even said anything um and Ling's like well because I didn't want to just put up with the Viagra anymore and I was like you can't just tell a man he's not good in bed you need to tell him what you do like and Ling's like I want him to stop (laughs) (laughs) so I go I only like it for 10 minutes and I don't want to fake it because I don't want to end my day on a lie plus my doctor thinks I'm getting a polyp on my throat so I shouldn't scream and now just looks at her and Ling is like, well, I could go ooh, ooh, like you. And that is how Nell finds out that John's been telling Richard all about what she sounds like in bed and she don't look happy about no, it. No, Well, I don't think many people would be no. happy about it. Um, but I I find it really interesting that Nell's like, you don't tell a man. Like, you nev- don't you don't tell him something you like never that. Never tell him that. And it's just that thing of like... Why not? Well, you... <laughs> like what is she supposed to do like I don't know what the other options well I think what Nell's saying is you don't just say what you don't want you have to give him constructive criticism so he can improve (laughs) I'm like like, well I'm not here to be your teacher no (laughs) I think there's an element of both but it's just that thing of like but you have to start with like uh, it, so many men have like a really distorted idea of like female orgasms mm-hmm. and like how 
how they work. Quick, yeah, how quickly they happen, how they happen. I mean, they like, can be very quick, but you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, and most men do not have <laughs> the experience that most women do because, on knowing what makes them... Because it's depicted so badly in all, like, mainstream But also, everything. not just that, but also, you, you obviously, you know your own body best. No other person is going to be as good as you at knowing unless you've passed on that wisdom. Yeah, and and the thing is, and what's so... Like, I think the reason a lot of women don't have that conversation is because they're just, like, terrified that they're going to get a super bad reaction to it. But also, I think it's what you were saying is that um, women until very recently, but even now I think there's still a stigma around it, have not been encouraged to explore their own sexuality, their, their own, own pleasure. Bodies, yeah. Like, there's, like, the thought of women, female masturbation in the 90s, as we saw, was something you couldn't even say out loud on network yeah. TV, hence people, uh, lest people be offended. Yeah. And I'm like, if women are growing up, like, I have friends who at uni were, like, shocked that I masturbated. And I'm like, guys, aren't we all doing it? Yeah. If you're not, you really should be. Like, it's great. What the fuck are you talking about? But it was just... Really? If you did it, you either didn't talk about it because you didn't want to be one of those women. I'm like, what does that even mean? Or you just weren't... You were like, no, I've never done it. Well, I remember... (laughs) This is pretty personal. (laughs) I remember, like... Learn, like you learn how to masturbate, right? Like there's a well, there's no book. A, no, there's no book. <laughs> Maybe there but should be. You you start like Doing exploring it. yourself, basically. Yeah. And we should encourage that. Yeah, you, men and women. Yeah, yeah, and and, Boys and, girls. and it's that thing of like you. I remember that myself going through that like period and not knowing what it was that I was doing. Like, right. just that it was fun you being young and it enough felt good. That you didn't connect it with... I, didn't, I, I don't think I knew what masturbation was. No, I there don't was no think, word for it, yeah, right? Well, yeah. I, I don't even think I was aware of, like, male masturbation at that right. point. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was just... I knew about sex, but I don't think I knew about masturbation. But also, I feel like... And, I, we I, and, and when I discovered that masturbation was the thing, I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing! <laughs> <laughs> connected to that is that when we were learnt about sex and this was the case for me and I think a lot of people and I don't know if it's changed but the narrative is very biological mm, it's, yeah this has happened so that you can make a baby mm. and some like our, our mum's so, well mum told me that's how I found out about it yeah but, um whoever told sometimes they might say and it feels nice as well yeah but you're not taught about other sides to sexuality in terms of, um, you know, what pleasure, sexual pleasure, even, like, your own... Well, for a long time, like, it was, like, considered common knowledge that women didn't get any sexual pleasure. Well... Women don't experience It's just not part of the narrative. It's just their duty to lay back and let their husband fulfil their needs on their body... And like, I get that when kids are quite young and they start asking questions about sex, you probably don't want to be like, and this is a dildo, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that would scare them. Absolutely, but, yeah. But I think you can start having a conversation about exploring your own body. Yes. 
like you doing it, not yes. anyone else. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like that's okay. Yeah. Find what feels good for you. But like, like, like obviously there's there's degrees of that conversation that you can have depending on the age of uh, age appropriateness yes. of your child. Yes. But um, I think you can start tackling that conversation from a slightly different angle that it's not just all about biology it's not just men and women yeah um another thing it's not just to make a baby yeah absolutely Um, and um i just i just think that all so many sides of that were just missing from the conversation as we as most people were growing up up. yeah but you know and it's and that's just in and that's just in our childhood go further back Back, and there just wouldn't have been a conversation absolutely you don't talk about it you know what I mean like not even the biology of it yeah exactly which is wild but Yeah. yeah but then also there's um a sort of a subsection of that it's that if they did talk about masturbation like I remember there being a tiny paragraph in one of our biology textbooks about wet dreams really yeah but obviously that's men women women don't have sexy dreams just absolutely do (laughs) just just men and it was like why do they I guess they've included that to help make teenage boys feel okay if that happens to them like that's normal yeah but like there's nothing about women yeah absolutely and things they might be going through from a sexual and I think also like yeah uh, like the awakening type yeah completely I think that there's a real uh lack of uh, conversation for women that has has gone on forever about their sort of uh, well this isn't for you sex isn't for you yeah. and your pleasure it's for for men and you just lay back and think of England yeah. basically yeah and and it's just like yeah so th- so I just so it's not surprising that it's like uh, a lot of women have a similar kind of uh, uh, like I can see why now has this like you don't talk to like, you can't talk to a man about it because it's super, like, almost taboo. Like, you yeah. cannot tell don't them. Don't make them feel that they don't, don't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because there's this weird ownership over, like, that. It, it says something about him. It says something about him that you haven't come. Yeah. Like, and it's like, no, no this is a two-way yeah. thing. And actually, it, it's, it's not as easy as porn and you know, films make it look... Well, this is the problem. It's when you don't have that information available to start having that conversation when people become curious about it and want to learn about it, then they go off and fill the gaps Mm. with whatever information is Is out there. there. And up until very recently, the only way they could do that is with whatever they were seeing in movies, TV or porn. Yeah. And that is why you've got generations of men and women growing up with a very skewed idea of what a healthy sex life yeah. and a healthy sexual encounters look, look like. like. And there's just this idea that it is a man's, like a proper man mm. knows, always knows what he, what he is doing. Like, why and, would and, he? And exactly. He's not a woman. You, uh, he's not a woman and he's not that woman. Yeah. Because different every women, women are the same. Yeah, exactly. Every, every <laughs> woman are the same. No, every woman are different. Yeah, every woman is different. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like... There's no, like, formula that you go, well, if you do A plus B absolutely. plus C, then equals O. Like, like, like do, you, yeah. do you remember that scene in, like, American Pie where... Like, I think one of the boys is, like, going down on, on a girl. And right. he's got, like, an instruction 
manual. manual. Yeah, it's like the, like, and it's yeah. like this is the guarantee. Yeah. Like this is the secret formula. Yeah, 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 no yeah, one yeah, will yeah, give yeah. you. Here yeah. it is. Like yeah. this is the guarantee. And it's just like. But sex this, doesn't work like that. Female orgasms don't but work. This is also <laughs> ties back into the concept of the the knee pit. Like yeah. there's this magic move that Trick. works on every woman, woman every time. Yeah. Like it's just it's so and it's just like yeah, there's no uh, like I wish it wasn't a thing that it it was a thing that if you're um like it says something about him. Him, yeah. If if he hasn't, yeah, because it's just like, but this is this is a two like I said two way. Like yeah. we've had this conversation yeah. before yeah. Yeah, about yeah. how you can't say that person is good in bed, yeah, or you you say that we're good together, or yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. you know exactly. what I mean. It's just I I just find yeah. it like it shouldn't be this whole emasculating like conversation yeah like it, it shouldn't be that and i feel like ling has like not approached it in a good way she's been her like i Very appreciate and her honesty yeah. but she is being way too blunt with it and it and it well, has she's not she's him. not making it a two-way conversation either she's no. just saying i want this deal with it yeah and that's not a conversation no, either no so yeah so Basically, both of them are wrong. And I know. Yeah. It's just so, like... Uh, 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 it's, yeah. It's, oh. um, so, meanwhile, Joel has come to a deserted Cajun fish to do this meeting with Risa. Um, and he just... It's funny, because he just gets out of the elevator and he stands there with his, like, legs akimbo, his hands on his hips, like, Hello, I am a man. Please serve me. Like, someone tell me what to do. Um, which I thought was funny. But he sort of says, Hello. Um, and Ali comes out of her office saying, Oh, Joel, you're, you're half an hour early. Um, and she shows him to her office and says um, that, you know, Renee and Whipper are, are bringing Risa over for eight. Um... And Joel is talking about how he didn't imagine that Ali was a lawyer. He thought she did something with nature or art. Something with a soul. <laughs> I was like really <laughs> laughing. But then Ali is like, lawyers are very soulful people, you know? <laughs> I'm like, sure. sure. Um, and Joel starts asking why she went to law school, which is not the thing to unpack right now, Joel. But he manages to guess that... Um, because she says she followed a boyfriend to law school and he manages to guess that she's not with that boyfriend anymore because she made love like she hadn't made love in a hundred years and she's all like hey I get plenty and she's like and she says and anyway you were the same maybe even 200 years and he's like well you know why that is and she's like tell me again and he's like yeah. <laughs> Um, and Joel changes the subject uh, and he's like okay um, so you know this is all just so she drops the lawsuit isn't it and Ali says well yeah but we wouldn't be doing this if if you didn't want to like you you do want to right and Joel's like yeah she's the best woman ever and then we're like (laughs) and then Joel is like this is, you are casting a spell. You are a voodoo witch. I cannot be in the same room as you. Can I just wait outside? And Ali's like, I'm not sending you any signals. She's like, I need to settle this lawsuit. And she's like, I don't mean to send anything, but you could just wait out there. And then she goes to show him out to the door, but instead of doing it, 
she slams it shut and they just start making out yeah. right there to Lady Marmalade. And it's like, hey, sister, go, sister. It's very hot. And Annie is flashing back to their car wash session and then they start taking their clothes off in Annie's office and it fades out to them lowering themselves to the floor. Yes. So. And I'm like, how have you managed to do I this? I know. Have some control, Annie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway... Next scene, there's ominous choral music as Ali and Joel are resetting the room that they destroyed with their rampant lovemaking <laughs> and putting their clothes back on. And Joel's really, like, remorseful about the entire thing. He's like, oh, my God, what is this? Have we got, like, some kind of animal attraction? We've made love twice. And this, and then he says the name, um, he calls her Ali, and he's like, we've made love twice, and this is the first time I even said your name. Um, and I was like, yeah, Joel, you're terrible with women. Head on down to Sab Penises Anonymous, quick. <laughs> and then Ali gets a shock because Whipper has knocked on the door looking for her. And she's like, oh, Renee and Risa are on their way up. And then Whipper goes to say hi to Joel. But then she's like, did you take the stairs? Because you look really flushed. And then she goes, it's a good look. My ex looked like that right after sex. And Ali's like, <laughs> <laughs> like she like coughs it out and Whipper looks like she's starting to piece together what's happened here because she gets this look on her face like hang on a minute <laughs> but then before she can say anything about it Renee and Risa walk in and Ali just keeps misspeaking like yeah. she says things like let's get it on instead of just let's start the Going meeting the meeting and Renee is like what has happened like she knows straight away like something's up and Ali's like nothing but Renee knows because yeah. Ali is acting really giddy and Joel is looking guilty as sin. Yeah. But Ali just presses on like, come on, and leads the way to the conference room. Oh uh, yeah, Risa seems not to have noticed. No. Um, but yeah. Renee definitely knows something. Uh, yeah, up. definitely. Um, so this might be why it's called Heatwave because Vonda is singing Heatwave by Martha oh, okay, and the right. Vandellas, um, which kicks in as Richard and John have joined Ling and Nell on the dance floor at the bar. However, as soon as John gets there, Nell goes to sit down because she's still mad at him. Um, and John follows her and is like, are you okay? And Nell goes, no, it's just the sight of you dancing might arouse me to the point where I can't control myself and I'll go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> With no cricket to drown me out. And John is like, oh, shit. <laughs> Nell is pissed. I mean, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I would. You don't want someone talking no, you about don't... what you sound like in bed. No, not like, yeah, with a serious partner. Like, yeah. That's, that's not cool, John. But she then asks if he wants to know what he sounds like. And then Richard slides next to John like, I do. <laughs> They shoo him away. Yeah. Um, and John says that he was just sharing with Richard. He wasn't trying to take the piss. He, you know, he was just sharing with his best friend. And Nell says, well, I don't want him to be your best friend. And I was like... That ship has sailed. You can't say things like that. Um, but she says she doesn't want him sharing intimate stuff like that, which I think is I think it's fair. fair enough. Yeah. But it is a really hard line because, like, how do you judge how intimate is too intimate? I mean, this clearly was over it. Too intimate, yeah. yeah. I I feel like yes, but going into specifics yeah. about a serious partner yeah. is like not like, cool. Like don't reenact no, noises. No, no, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. Like you know, uh, yeah, I think it's really, yeah, I think it's just to do with specifics. Yeah, 
Yeah. But Nell is really mad and she needs some space, so she leaves, but not before seeing Billy's new haircut. I know. As he comes she's in. like, like, is like open mouth, like staring at him. But she's also like, I do not have time for this. Yeah, she's like, fuck this noise. <laughs> then she asks Ling to come with her which Ling obviously does because she's a good friend so she walks off with Nell Billy is fucking counselling John because he's like well women talk but they don't want men to what bitches and then he says well she must be serious about you because she's dictating who can be your friend because he's saying that that's a good sign and John says "Um, well does your wife do that and he's like oh boy and then John says, would she object to you saying that? And Billy's like, well, probably she objects to everything. She sounds like a teenager at this point. Yeah, and it becomes really apparent that someone is looming right <laughs> over them. And obviously it's Georgia. Because John goes, well, that would explain her current expression. <laughs> and then Billy goes, Georgia. Like, she's her, like, like, like she's his, <laughs> she's his nemesis. Like, I'm like, Georgia. We meet again. <laughs> well, John leaves. He's such a problem. And George just sits down and is like, I figured it all out. You want me to leave you. That's what this was all about. And then she says, in therapy, you're going to figure that this is about you not liking your life. And then a bit later, your therapist will help you crunch it down to you not liking your marriage. And then eventually, when they realise you're too nice to ever leave your wife, too nice to ever leave your wife. Don't they mean cowardly? But anyway, she says, they'll realise that you're doing all of this to get her to leave you. And this is so fucking common with men. They cannot, they do not have the balls to just call it quits. When they when it's not working, yeah. they would rather they think be, it would shittier make them be the bad and shittier yeah. and shittier until the woman has no choice yeah. but to say, actually, this I oh, fuck this, fuck this. Also, I noticed in this scene that Billy has like a stupid earring in his ear. Yes, I know. And I was like, all, like diamond like, studs. Did he have that before the no, haircut? No, no. Like that must have happened. I think yeah. he's he's done like maybe they pierced ears in the hairdressers as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> The oldie haircut place. Um, but yeah, so this this is... So when Georgia lays out all this stuff about what he's going to figure out in therapy and about basically how he's pushing her away Boy. now, Billy seems to get a bit of a lump in his throat and his eyes start watering a little bit because he's like, don't be ridiculous. I love you. And Georgia's just like, sure, pal. And I was like, <laughs> is he really... Because they seem to be... He seemed to be playing it as though he was being sincere in that moment. But I was yeah. like, are you for real? After all of that, you then want to be like, but I love you. Yeah, like, you don't love her. No. You can't, that... that You don't demand all you, of those things. Yeah, like, you have a complete lack of respect, respect. for her. Exactly. And, and her own autonomy yeah. over her life. Like, how on earth can you then claim with the same breath that you love her yeah absolutely not it doesn't it doesn't add up mate no it was really odd but yeah but luckily georgia's not falling for it yeah it's just like sure pal exactly um so back at the reconciliation risa and joel are talking out about how um both of their things were meaningless um and i have a question here because i'm like i'm not sure why ali is in the room Yes. Like, how is this that This is my note. She should not be in this room. How is... Uh, if I was trying to reconcile with my 
fiance, like I would not want the woman that Got he's away. cheated and and ruined my wedding, like. Why would I fucking want her in she's the room? She's got like no. She's got no use whatsoever. Part in this conversation. All she's doing that. All she's doing is getting offended and huffy. Yeah. At the things he's saying to his the woman he loves. Like it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But anyway, Risa thinks that his fling had meaning because of how Ali talked up how good it was. Yeah. And Joel says, "Well, it was great sex, but and Ali is about to interrupt to be like, "You don't make love like that." And it's just good sex, but everyone is just like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. And she's like, so much fine. Just taking her out of the room. Like, what is her problem? Anyway, Risa is like, well, maybe you two should just get married. And Joel goes, Risa, she's not the mother of my children. And <laughs> Annie just looks mortally offended. And we have a gif moment of her, like, popping babies out of her womb at like Joel. Vindictively. Like a, like a tennis machine. Like a tennis ball machine for him to like catch. Yeah. It's like really stupid. And then Risa says, look, my penis didn't have a face. Did your vagina have a face? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. My, I don't even, like it was a faceless fling. Like, yeah. Do you even? And Joel says, yeah, I won't lie to you. And then you can tell he's about to spill what's just happened before yeah, they got before here. They got... When Ali interrupts, like squealing all over him and laughs and coughs. And then she's like, I need to speak to Joel. And she just like pulls him out of the room. And then back in Ali's office, Ali is saying, do not tell her what we just did. Because if she hears that, then it's over. And Joel's like, okay, okay, maybe you're right. And then he just goes to go back in. But Ali's like, hang on, hang on, hang on wait a minute, wait a minute. At the risk of Risa still suing me, are you sure you and me aren't good for each other? I'm like, Annie, what is wrong with you? She's like all over the shop. Like she cannot make up her mind. Like one minute she's like, do not tell her that because it will ruin everything. On another note, do you want to ruin everything? <laughs> everything? Unrelated. Do you want to ruin everything? <laughs> I just got really faint. point like we're only physically compatible like we are from completely different worlds we have like nothing in common and Ali's like yeah but we're so physically compatible <laughs> but Joel come on we're so <laughs> and Joel's like yeah but also like I, I love actually Risa. love her <laughs> and Ali's like oh okay fine <laughs> love. but she then's like one last kiss and they do kiss yeah and then she's like okay and he goes to leave again and she's like just another one again and, and then she kisses him like even more passionately and he has to actually like Joel's like Annie, him. please and she's like Ugh. and then she's like stop it to herself yeah and then she goes behind her desk and it's like, like just, just leave just go and he, he practically like runs from the room yeah but it's just that so this whole scene <laughs> is my objection oh okay <laughs>
this is more erratic behaviour. Like, yeah. she is so all over the place. <laughs> and doing stuff that don't make any logical sense. No. Like we said, it's just like, <laughs> don't ruin everything, Joel. But also, do you want to ruin everything? <laughs> Joel must just be so, like, oh. just thinking, like, this is how I can woo him. Like, <laughs> it's like, nobody's going to be like, well, I want to be with that. Oh, like, she makes all God. the sense. It reminds me of, like, the crazy ex-girlfriend theme where it's like, you do, you don't want to be crazy. <laughs> yes, no, I'm the crazy. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, as you say, Joel, like, runs away. Um, he's walking across the complex on his way back to the conference room when we have this little scene of Richard coming out of the lift and looking into the conference room and he sees Whipper and Whipper sees him. And they have... like you said Whipper. <laughs> Whipper. And Whipper. <laughs> <it's> Whipper. <laughs> no. He gets a whiff of Whipper. <laughs> no. They see, they spot each other and they have this little like wistful look. Um, and yeah, that's like a tiny little aside almost. Then Georgia is back in her fancy bar and her mystery man is still there having ordered three undrunk drinks. Um, and he says he was going to leave, um, but he said he could stay and not drink one more. Um, and Georgia offers to pay for it. Yeah. And he asks her why she's here on a Friday. And she says, well, the same as you, to sit next to something I can't really have. And I was like, ooh, flirty Georgia. Georgia. And um, she introduces herself and he laughs because he's like, oh, Georgia, my name is George. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a beautiful name, Georgia. My name is George. Yeah. Um, and she laughs and she points out that she's got her wedding ring on today. So don't get any wrong ideas. And he's like, look, I'm old enough to be your father. So the only move I have is a lecture, which I thought was a funny line. Um, but then Georgia says, what I do want is to dance. Um, yeah. And George says, well, I can do that. And I was like, oh, George is like, I will dance with somebody. <laughs> Someone is not an ass like my husband. <laughs> oh, to me, it's just like, she looks, because her eyes are like super bright. Like you can see she's on the Crap. verge <laughs> of like... <laughs> No, <laughs> you can see she's on like the verge of tears. Yeah. Like her eyes are super bright, and I just think she just she looks so sad. Yeah. Like she's gonna she cry, just wants to hold and her. she just and I'm just like fuck Billy for doing this to her. Like perfectly good woman. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. At Cajun Fish, Renee and Whipper and Ali are seeing out Risa, Joel, and Risa's lawyer. Um, and they're sort of like, well done, you got back together, it all works out, great. Woo. Um, and Risa's like, I hope I never have to see you again. Um, Ali. And Ali's like, yeah, sure. Um, and she's also like, bye, Joel, you first trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it plays one last time yeah. and um, the lift goes down. Yeah. So then Whipper finds Richard in his office um, and she kind of gets him to admit that he wasn't looking for Ali this morning. Um, and she says, I miss you too. And she says, Ling has no idea how to nurture you. Yeah, because what he needs is a mummy. Exactly. Uh. And he's like, where even is she? Um, and Richard says she's with her friend who is upset. And Whipper's like, yeah, but you're upset. Why isn't she with you? And then she asks him to come to the bar because she'll buy him a drink. And they get up and Richard says, uh, but he's sorry for not saying how great she is more when they were together. Um, and the whipper, whipper is like, do you ever miss it? And she like sticks her neck out. God. And Richard is trying to resist, even though 
it's more creased than before, which is more desirable. Um, but she starts like dirty talking to him about how he's a bad boy and how he needs to go to it. And he starts fingering her wattle and she's moaning. And I'm like, guys, please, this did not go well last time for a reason. And you have just forgotten about all, all of, that. of that. Yeah, I'm just like, whipper, what? <sighs> like, you're not... Uh idiot and you're not like uh, why are you wasting more time with this person like uh, and I do feel sorry for Ling as well because it's like yeah. Richard you <coughs> could say no yeah like you're not uncontrollable but the whole thing is it's supposed to be a thing of like Ling has been horrendously cruel by telling him <coughs> that he doesn't uh she doesn't like, want to have sex with him. Yeah, the the he like she fakes orgasms with him, um, and that is a horrendously cruel thing to do. Um, so he needs to get his uh, self esteem boosted somewhere, mm. and Ling isn't interested All these in men doing needing it. their self esteem boosted by people who aren't their partners. I know. I'm not into this. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, anyway, we then have the final scene of the the episode where Vonda starts singing a song called "Long Long Time" by Linda Ronstadt as. Ali has driven to the car wash that Joel works out. And I didn't even know she had a car, but clearly she must have done to have gone through the well, car wash. For, for this, like, season, she suddenly has a car. <laughs> yeah. For all that car wash sex she yeah. might have. Let's see, after this storyline has ended, whether we ever see her in her car again. Yeah. So she's driven to the car wash that Joel works out, but it's, like, the middle of the night and she's just, like, staring longingly at it. Um, and then we get a montage ending where... She flashes back to the hot car sex, yeah. uh, car wash sex even, and then Georgia is uh, slow dancing with George, yeah. uh, Whipper and Richard are hugging in his office, and then Georgia is sad over George's shoulder, Yeah. and then Ali is having hot sex in her office, and then she's back to reality and she's sad looking at the car wash, as Wanda sings, I think I'm gonna love you for a long, long time, and it starts to rain. Oh, God. And it's like... I do not like how they are depicting Ali as being sad over this one fling she had with a guy that she does not even know, as if it's like, that was her shot well, happiness. It does, and it is going this, down the drain. But she does this all the time. Like, she just, like, she'll, she'll get a guy, and sometimes she won't even be that bothered about the guy, <laughs> and then she loses the guy, and then she's like, what if he was the one? But with this one, it makes no sense because it's like he—he, he, the one from just having good sex. Like, yeah. there's so much more to a relationship than that. I know, but she's just—you know—is that hot? But do you remember when she was just like, and we locked eyes, like maybe we knew each other in another life. Like you made like, that up in your you head. You are making this so much more profound than it actually is. Yeah. And she does this a lot. And I think, yeah, whenever she has a, a romantic interest, like no matter how flimsy that romance is, yeah. like she, as soon as it goes, like I say, even if she wasn't that fucking fussed about it, like as soon as it leaves, she's like, oh. Maybe, though, I've just watched the love of my life leave. But also, like, what's the story that she's going to tell her grandkids about Joel? Like, yes, you and your, me and your granddad met because we <laughs> fucked in a car wash once. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It doesn't fit any of the stuff that she says she can't. Like, 
like she's always ruling men like Joel out because they're not high flying enough. If or, she met or Joel in a conventional way, way yeah. she would have dismissed him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Even if they'd slept together, yeah, she'd be like, "Oh, but he's just a car wash attendant." Yeah. It's because she can't have him yeah. that she's got obsessive about it. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Uh, if I was Joel, I'd be like, please, someone, like, I need a restraining order. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's sat outside my place of work when I'm not even there. <laughs> he comes in at work, sees a CCTV from the night before. Like, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> so weird. So creepy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Retrial. Uh, so Risa sued Ali this uh, this episode. I think she totally should have gotten her way with that. And uh, well, how else is she getting her money back for the yeah, wedding? Like, absolutely. I would certainly, have, if if that was how, I would have certainly sued her for at for, least for, the wedding money she would for have the wasted. money that she. Because even if she gets some back on insurance, I'm not sure how prevalent wedding insurance was back then. It's certainly a thing now, but I'm not even sure if this type of event would have been included as a, a condition yeah. that you can claim under yeah um because it's you know it's so like complicated yeah. i'm not sure if this is even covered so i would certainly be suing her for all the money that was wasted was lost yeah because this whole thing that would have been a super expensive wedding there were 300, 300 people and as yeah. she said she had a restaurant that was booked for the yeah. reception that yeah. they weren't able to get to because they yeah. called it off um but like you know this whole thing she's acted like not in Reese's best interest at all like she's tried to play it out that she's like she does not give doing a it fuck. Her, but it wasn't she about does her not give a fuck about Reese. like she proves that over and over again yeah and it's like on the one hand it's like if you don't owe Reese anything other than your professionalism because you were hired by yes. her but other than that once you stop being her lawyer you didn't owe Reese anything so if you want to go after her fiance, ex fiance, like that's on you. But don't try and dress it up like You're you were being morally superior yeah. and doing it for all these good intentions when you absolutely prove over and over again that that is not the reason yeah. you are doing what you are doing. Yeah. Like, and I just, yeah, I I would love to have got Risa some like big bucks out of that if only to just like hold Ali accountable and get like yeah. you know just just like yeah to just rob her sense of moral superiority yeah. away from her because her undeserved yeah sense of moral yeah exactly and make her understand that yeah. what she did was really fucking shitty very shitty because I don't think she gets it still no, no. <laughs> verdict of the week the jury's back. I'm finding Georgia not guilty. Oh, that's nice. Because I just like, you know what, Georgia, you remove your wedding ring and dance with the attractive older man. Like, you deserve that. Like, yeah. you don't deserve that. You deserve that. You Not wear your wedding ring with somebody. <laughs> yeah, you deserve to to somebody. With somebody called Georgia. <laughs> what she doesn't deserve is the, the dumpster fire that is Billy's psyche. Like, I'm just... Do you like, think that he's on the couch again? On the couch On the spare again? room? Like, do you think she's sharing a bed with him? God, I bloody hope not. Can you imagine? He'd be imagine? going to bed going... Boom! 
there's a new man in bed. <laughs> like every, <laughs> every time he enters the room, bam, bam, there's, there's a, a new, new man, man in the kitchen. <laughs> I just like fuck off, bam. There's a new man being kicked out the door. <laughs> So I am giving Ali a guilty for continuing to force herself on men who are not interested. (laughs) She did this with the escort in the last last season, and like the kissing, the continuing to to kind of just stop him from walking out that door to go back to the the woman he actually loves reminded me of that where she was like, no, 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 let me just kiss you again. And it's like he clearly does not want to. He does, yeah. Leave it alone. He's being polite. Like, take the fucking in. Yeah. So, I'm just... Stop doing that. It's it's really bad. Stop doing that. Stop it. So, yeah. How did you feel about this episode? Is improvement on the last one, or...? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm glad that it was kind of brought up by the show that what Ali did was, like, fucking terrible to Risa. Yes. But I wish they'd actually followed through with that and made Ali accountable. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't like the whole oh, Whipper going back to the Richard Wow. No. Um, I don't like the whole, um, sort of, cr- like... Nell and John's relationship seems to be, like, fracturing a little bit. Yeah. And I'm kind of sad about that because I was enjoying the place they got to it by but the end of the season But it feels like two. because John is, like, constantly listening to Richard, yeah. who is, like, the worst person yeah. for any kind of advice with women. Yeah. And it's just... And I just... And also, you know, by the same regard, like, Ling and Richard's relationship is clearly fracturing. Yeah. Like, and it just... Like, yeah, I just feel like it was right for Ling to, you know, be honest with Richard, but, like, she could have done it more sensitively. And, but it's just that thing of, like, yeah, why are you going back to this Richard Whipper shit? Like, it's, It didn't ugh. work last time. It's not no, going to magically be okay this time. Again, like, yeah. But I'm then just... on the other hand, um, it is quite realistic in some cases that, it is hard to let go of your ex and you do look you do do damaging things when that happens and forget all the shit and just look at the good times sometimes yeah. and it's like that's quite rarely do you get such a clean break yeah um, so there is some realism in that yeah like people I, don't always yeah. make the best choices no they themselves. don't they don't but yeah i yeah i do yeah. think it's a good idea for whipper no I just think, like, Whippa, you're you're <clears throat> entering, like, a new time in your life, doing, like, practising again and all this. And you don't, like, Richard is not, like, go find a new, like... Go find a new Richard. Yeah, go find a new, like, guy. Yeah. Like, yes. you're hot. Agree, agree. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so tell us what you thought of that episode um, and how you're enjoying season three so far. I think it's got off to a good, promising start. Um, we are on Twitter and Facebook at Bygones Podcast. We are on Instagram at Bygones Pod, and you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, 
Never be afraid to join our Patreon. There are loads of great stuff that we've got over there. You can get early access to all of our episodes for just $1 a month. And then if you pledge more than that, we give you more things. (laughs) So, you know, win, 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 win all round. But yeah, until next time, bygones!